Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Up in here. Up in here. Mm -hmm. It's Monday for all you tuning in or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, but it is Thursday for us. Yeah. On a shortened week, right? Yes. It's it's not a shortened week. Yes. uh, Well, we had MLK Day off. Yes, we had MLK Day off on Monday. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So feels like it's going real fast. Listen, it's been a big topic of conversation around here today, actually. 
the day of the week because I have a child, my child Willow, who is a little, you know, she's like one of those like head in the clouds, kind of free spirit kind of people. Yes. And I've maybe just grown a little too used to it. And her um, speech teacher told me to buy her a calendar a while ago and was like, you know, she probably ought to have some concept of the days of the week. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So did you buy her one? Yes, I did. Okay. So I did. And apparently she got her days mixed up. What have you? Listen, I told the child about Santa Claus not too long ago. If you listen to our Patreon, you can hear how mad a tab is at, at me about it. Today, I told her it was Thursday, not Friday. Nothing compared to learning about Santa Claus. I mean, nuclear waterworks meltdown. She's like, no, it is Friday. I am sure. I'm like, ugh, whose idea was it to get you a calendar? Let's go (laughs) back to the head in the clouds. You're like, look at the phone. It says Thursday. And I get it, man. If you think that you don't have to go to school the next day, and then you just learn that you have a whole nother day of this BS. She was not with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I get also, it. Also, it's like a national holiday. I mean, around here, it's Dolly Parton's birthday. <gasps> that is true. Happy birthday, Dolly. And yes. Willow is named after Dolly. Willow Dolly. This is correct. Tell me, how old is Dolly today? 77 years young. Yeah, she's still looking so hot. If I don't get to see her like perform one more time, I'm going to like spit nails. Okay, well, I think she's still got a lot of spirit in her. So maybe you will. Yeah. You know, Madonna's coming to town. I'm not interested. Yeah, neither is my husband. It's like, I got to see Madonna before she is not Madonna anymore. And people are croaking left and right here. So no, I think you would kind of ruin it. Like, you don't think? you think? It, yeah, I think you had to have seen her like in her heyday. And now she's gotten so like wackadoo. I mean, I'm not with it that I'm like, I think you would just be like, I think it would ruin your image of her. Yeah, maybe. Okay, well, fine. Fine, mm. fine, fine. Today, I started a new journey, by the way. I got those factor meals. Did you get them? Yes. The irony is I got those and... Dolly Parton came out with a new cake mix. I know. I and, I had to, and, I, and I had to make it for her birthday. <laughs> so that, that is... I'm not starting out my new factor um, diet with a with a, the best of intentions, but I'm, I'm right after this day is over. It's like and, your birthday. And the, and the weekend. And the weekend after <laughs> all that alcohol goes down. And I'm in it. Oh, because yeah. you're going you're going with your in-laws this weekend to Palm Springs, right? Yes, correct. Ooh, okay. And guess what? I get to take a fancy ride. Why? Because my car is in the shop. Okay. Oh, so, so they give you a better one? No, they didn't give me anything. They told me they don't give you courtesy cars anymore, and I could take my ass down to Enterprise, which I did because I need a vehicle. So I was like, yeah, I'll take whatever's cheapest. That's how I roll. Yeah. So they gave me the choice of a silver Chevy Malibu or a bright orange Dodge Charger. Which one you do took you think I? The bright orange, 100%. 100% I did. Yeah. Like, My kids are going to think this is awesome. Yeah, they are. And we're going to drive all the way to Palm Springs. This It's actually perfect for Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, hoopty. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, along with my factor meals, which by the way, you guys, and this is not an ad, it, they are delicious. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you all that I'm, and by the way, okay, so we talk a lot about dieting and I know we are like on the quick fix and especially Gretchen's on like a quick fix situation. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm not because I really am too, but I just started this thing with my friend. She owns a company called macro dragon and she like is actually helping me Gretch. And I know you think this is crazy, but figure out my life and the reason that I keep freaking saying I'm going to do keto and then I don't, and then I go back and then I don't. And then I gorge myself with Dolly Parton cake. If you made it for me, I would. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought that I should also tell you all about it because it's really good. And I think that she's going to help me. So I'm going to tell you I more. As soon I have as I... noticed you've been a little more insightful lately. Well, I've been also listening to a ton of podcasts on health too. So it's my 2023 she goal. She has been handing out some excellent personal advice. Yes. So yes, it's all so. coming from Macro Dragon. She's got a lot okay. of advice and a lot of education, and I will link it here on our show notes so that you guys can all get on it. Also, if you are interested, because it's a wealth of knowledge and it helps. And yeah. I'm going to try not to get the shot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, what is it's it? What's it called? Ozempic or whatever it is. Whatever. There's a bunch of them mm -hmm. out there, and apparently, they're real hard to get their your hands on them. Yeah, because if, if okay. I could, I would. I also was listening to a podcast about them t last night. And it, it is if you go off, you gain the weight back. I don't care. I tell okay. I'll take, you know, I'm like Julia Roberts in the Steel Magnolias. I will take a, a little bit, a one day of wonderful over okay. a lifetime of fat. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to our story Crime. today. It actually has to do a little bit with eating. Oh, wouldn't you know? This week's episode comes out of the Upper West Coast where it's cloudy and wet. People are vitamin D deficient. Like Maine. West, Upper West. Oh, what? Pacific Northwest. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not, not Maine. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Clearly. She wasn't taking her ginkgo biloba today. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, no. And what I think you would think is Washington, but no, this one is actually coming out of Oregon. Okay. Did we do a case on Oregon recently? We did. Maybe. We did. Portland, Oregon to be exact. And brought to us by one of our favorite listeners, Heidi Benser. Oh, Heidi Benser. So thank you, I Heidi. I've been through Portland many times. Okay. Well, people love Portland. It's beautiful. Not anymore. I know. God, I, shit. So much fucking crime there. Sorry. Listen, I, I had that in there and then I took that out. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. I thought maybe true. Gretchen will just I'm, say it. I'll, I will just say it. I, okay. It's, you know, I like a lot of big cities now. It's true. It's true. People used to love it. I think people sometimes still do love it. It is still green. No, my husband does business they, there all the time. The, the lady that was cutting his hair was like, I can't even take my kids to the park. There's so many effing needles. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's sucks. unfortunate. I think there's still some fun restaurants and bars if you like that. Vibe. Oh, dude. If you don't have kids, 
that are you're worried about licking the curb like myself. Portland, <laughs> Portland is a good time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, Portland's population is six hundred and forty thousand, which is a pretty big size city, and. So the price of real estate really fluctuates, you guys. Like you can get something for dirt cheap to real freaking expensive, just depending on what area you want to go to. But that's like any big city, right? Except for New York. I think everything's like very expensive in New York. True. All right. When it comes to uh, this lovely couple that lived in Portland, let me tell you about them. Their names were Nancy and Daniel Brophy. Portland. Yeah. You like that last name? Yeah, because it reminds me of Brophy Brothers. Yeah, I like, I think it's a good last name too. It's real strong. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they called Portland their home for many, many years. And actually the two lived in the Burbs, about 30 minutes away from downtown. But downtown is where Dan worked. He was a professor at a culinary school in the city. So he was in Portland daily, which by the way, I could really see you after you, you know, retire and your kids go off, I could see you doing that as a hobby. Doing what? Teaching people how to cook. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. No, you're so good at it, though. I know I am, but um, I'm not very good. I uh, People always get mad at me when I try to teach them something because they're like, how much is in this? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Enough. All right. So this little that. That's like Julia Child. I love her. Right. Okay. So Nancy and Dan, they were previously married. Dan had a son. Nancy had none. Um, She was married before also to a cop. And let's just say that marriage didn't last very long. After leaving her marriage, Nancy moved to Oregon where she saw a different dream. One in the culinary arts. And that is where she met Dan. Dan was actually an instructor at the school she attended, which is now called Le Cordon Bleu School of Culinary Arts. You know that one? Uh, It's kind of a big deal, Tab. I know. That's why I said. (laughs) (laughs) This was actually in the early 90s, so it was called something else at the time. But in today's standards, that's what it's called. Okay. And that's where these two, Nancy and Dan, met. Um, They actually didn't get together for a few years. And by the time they did, Nancy had started her own catering company, and it seems to be doing really well. In 1999, these two were two peas in a pod, no pun intended, and decided to marry with a big, big ceremony. Dan was one of those guys that just loved to cook. He liked to garden. He liked to be outside collecting mushrooms. He was like one of those mushroom foragers. Yeah, I could get into that. I know, dude. I was like, this guy seems like Gretchen's <laughs> dream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's like a treasure, you know? Yes, I know. I yeah. think that's what he he thought it was a treasure also. So he was treasure hunting for the mushrooms. And yeah. I don't think the psychedelic type. No, just some yummy deliciousness. Yeah. He was real well known in the culinary school world and very loved. He also just loved to cook for love, making Nancy's dreams come true. I mean, having a live-in chef seems pretty dreamy to me. 
you think? Because I think that maybe I wouldn't like that. Why? Well, you, because you like to cook, but me, I I'm know, like, but I just think maybe if I wanted to eat something like, I mean, my husband will eat anything. You guys, I mean, I've seen him put like thousand Island dressing on noodles. I mean, he is just oh, like, what, so it's so <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay. So it's like putting ketchup on noodles and calling it like marinara sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I just think if I, what if I just want something, you know, nothing that maybe they would judge me for eating my like box Dolly Parton cake with oh they were they didn't have the froth the Dolly Parton frosting that came out so I had to get the like Pillsbury yes I got cinnamon toast crunch flavor (laughs) frosting I'm so excited you are oh my god but some foodie would judge me for that so I wouldn't like that yes you're right and only you Gretchen would think that way with your insecure mind yeah (laughs) I'm sure she could be like, give me in and out, Dan. Dan would be like, oh, good. I'm off the hook today. Dan referred to Nancy as management, which actually I think is kind of cute. His students yeah. would say like, you know, before he had to do something or if he's going to go mushroom hunting or something, he would say, I got to ask management. Oh, yeah. My father-in-law also says something like that, except for he says, let me ask my bride. Yeah, no, my husband would not refer to me as that. management no. or bride or today at the car rental place. I was giving his email address to the clerk and he was on the phone for a work call and I just went in his wallet and I grabbed one of his business cards to show the clerk like, you know, because it's it's a long email address like to mm-hmm. show like you can see. And I'm like, what the? F, dude, you are such a loser. Your business, your, his name is misspelled on his business card <laughs> and his email address. Stop it. Yeah. So I couldn't, I'm a bad wife. I couldn't help. I'm sure I emasculated him a little, but I was like, what kind of loser are you, dude? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was like, no, he would not be calling me management. He was like, listen, I don't need another problem. Okay. Get in your Dodge Charger and see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Well, no, he's not calling you bride for sure. Maybe he is no. calling you management. <laughs> no, he does, not <laughs> he does not defer to my opinion. No. Okay. Well, going back to if if Nancy liked the fact that Dan uh, cooked for her, According to Nancy's own website, let me tell you how she says she knew she wanted to marry Dan. She said that she was waiting for Dan in a bath one night and he was taking a little long to get in there. And so she was like, hey, you know, honey, where are you? And Dan says, oh, I'll be right there. I'm just making us hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I like guess. snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, it was signed, sealed, delivered. The two, uh, then they lived in a modest house, had a big garden where Dan grew a bunch of stuff, including some herbs that he would sell on the side. They also had chickens, scratchy. Ah. After the Cordon Bleu school, Dan went on to uh, teach at another Oregon Culinary Institute. 
where basically this guy was the man. His students loved his big personality, his stories of hunting mushrooms and how to build a garden. And he loved the way that he taught them how to cook. Unlike your teaching skills, Gretchy. Right. Nancy actually closed her catering company after the market crashed and business started to tank. She moved on to something a little more steamy. Romance novels. Ooh, saucy. You know, I can tell. Nancy's got something going on with the waiting in the bath. Now the romance novel. Yes. Kinky. I think Nancy is kinky. Let me tell you one of her first writings she wrote. Her title was Between Your Navel and Your Knees. Ooh, That's not that hot, though, to be honest. <laughs> well, she had other. <laughs> What's between my navel and my knees is my muffin top. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you were one of these people that she has on the covers uh, of her books, because let me tell them. you, there were hot. She went on to write some novels and these ones were called like the wrong cop, the wrong husband, the wrong brother. And the tagline of each of them was when being wrong never felt so right. Oh, okay. That's hot. Yeah. Except for the brother one. Like, how does that fit in? That's (laughs) like the wrong brother. What does that mean? I can't even, but the, the pictures on these novels, like the covers hot, like super, super hot dudes. Um, she joined a group of romance writers called romance writers of America. It's a nonprofit for aspiring romance writers to collab, learn, network, etc. She was real involved in that. They had a convention every year. Nancy liked to go to, but unfortunately her books were never picked up by a publisher. So girlfriend published them herself. Okay. Which is not cheap, by the way. It's I think not? no, I don't I think probably nowadays it could be much cheaper because there's so many tools out there and you could just probably pop it up on Amazon no problem. But if you really want to publish like a good book, I mean you have to pay for it to be bound and all that stuff. So Oh yeah. I think you could get away with a couple thousand dollars, but sometimes it's like $10,000 or more for a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Nancy um, didn't just write novels. She also published some blogs and shorter writings like essays and how-to pieces. Her novels were often about steamy love affairs along with suspense and sometimes even murder. And like I said, the book covers had really hot men. I would pick it up. If I saw one, probably thinking I would want to read it. As long as they're not like Fabio looking. No, they're not. No, they're like my type. Short hair, dark, super muscular, clean cut. That's my type. Yeah. The reviews on Amazon, there's not a ton, but she does have like a 4.5 out of 5, which I think is pretty good. But, you know, women love to read about this shit. Remember the, the Christian Grey series? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they like this steamy love affair stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but. Did you read that whole series? No, I did. I, it doesn't appeal to me like at all. Huh. I like true crime. Okay. Well, this, I guess, had both. I mean, I haven't read any, but I do know that they were suspenseful too. So there was crime involved one way or another. Okay. So 
these these novels were costing more money than they were bringing in. Like I said, like it's it's expensive to publish. So Nancy had a side hustle of selling insurance. And actually, Dan had picked up a night job as well so they could just make ends meet. Nancy was a little spendy, and I'm sure Dan's cooking at home wasn't cheap either because he liked the finer, more gourmet meals. Like you said, Gretchy, those are not, it's not like a burger and fries. The two job thing wasn't very well known. I think Dan didn't really want to admit that he had to get a night job, so his son didn't even know that he was working nights. And I'm not really sure Nancy was the best also at selling insurance. Yeah. And her books were no Christian Grey series. Okay. Okay. But working nights and writing novels were all going to come to a screeching halt when Dan went into work on Saturday, June 2nd, 2018. He was getting ready for a very busy day. It was a day they called line fire where students were basically in a line like a real kitchen and they had to crank out food from tickets that would come in. It's basically acting like a real live restaurant situation. And Dan would like put in the orders and they would have to make them. Yeah. One student referred to it as a, like a final exam. Dan pulled into work at 7.20 a.m. and unlocked the door, turned off the alarm at 7.22. Then he rolled up this like garage style door that they have um, right outside, you know, like kind of backs up to the road to grab herbs and stuff from his car that he needed for the day. His car was parked right by that roll up garage. Then he went to start filling up some pots of water to get ready for the live fire. And what Dan didn't notice was that someone slipped into the school through the roll up doors while he was filling all these water jugs. The space is crowded. It's actually quite small. Like when I thought of like a culinary institute, I thought of something really big, but it is kind of pretty confined. And while Dan was turned away from the roll-up door facing the refrigerator in the kitchen, someone shot Dan one time in the back where then he fell backwards. And then the person presumably came over, stood over him and shot him one more time in the chest. And then the person just walked out of the building as if nothing ever happened. And no one actually knew anything did happen. Not even the instructor that came into work just less than 10 minutes later. Dan was not found for 30 more minutes when students started coming into class. It was unusual that morning that the student door where all the students came in was locked and the coffee area wasn't ready, which was usually Dan's job before the students got there, like where they would come in in the morning and they could grab coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. One student heard water running from the kitchen and no one in sight. So she went to turn the corner to turn off the water and she saw Dan laying lifeless on the ground. This poor girl started screaming to call 911 and started performing CPR on Dan until the ambulance arrived. But at this time, it was too late. Dan Brophy was dead. And you wanted me to teach cooking so I could go get (laughs) shot? Well, sabotage. I I don't think you would get shot. Okay. Unless you had some, just, well, maybe you would because these, do you tell me you're not a good teacher? So the (laughs) students would be pretty pissed. You're not giving them any recipes. Yeah. So you can imagine police came in and 
They said they kept all the students there. They said, keep your hands free and clear. They probably wanted to test for gunshot residue or see if Dan had some crazed student that wanted him dead. But it seemed that all the students initially checked out. They all loved Dan. But who knows? Maybe there was one that didn't. News crews got a hold of this story right away as, you know, there's a shooting at a school, even though it's, you know, a more of like a, what do you call that school? Culinary. No, but it's uh, like a, a vocational school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Adult school. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. 
Astapro and Go. It's faster pro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well, then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional 
exploding in gas. No desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. But anyways, on the news... And in Portland, people knew something bad was happening at the culinary school. Nancy was called around 945 in the morning and told that something was going on at the school. And she was home at the time and she turned on the news. She then called Dan's mom, texted Dan and got no reply. Dan's mom was like, you need to get your ass over there, girl. Like, what's going on? And Nancy was a little bit worried about going there because she didn't want to get in the middle of the police work. But her mother-in-law was like, no, you're not hearing from Dan. You need to go see what's going on. So Nancy gets in her car and arrives at 1028. And she was right. Police were everywhere. People were crying. They came up to her with real sad looks and just hugs and... She immediately called Dan's mom and told her that it was Dan that had died. The police then came over and took Nancy aside to talk to her and tell her of her husband's passing, which she said she just, she said, I assumed it was him because of everyone's faces when I pulled up. They asked her who would do this to Dan. And she says, I have no clue. Just like everybody else. Everybody loved Dan. Nancy sat pretty stoic, which I think like when I think about it, like I think I might be the same way. Yeah. You know, she didn't ask a lot of questions. She just kind of listened to what they had to say and just kind of sat there. Um, She did at the end or like, you know, kind of through what they were talking to her about, did ask two questions. One was uh, she finally asked where Dan was which that probably would have been my first question, like before anything. And then she said, was Dan shot with an AR, which is a really weird weird question. Yeah. Because I mean, they wouldn't even know at that point unless the the gun was sitting there. It doesn't matter. A gun is a gun. Hello. Talk to Alec Baldwin. He's in kind of a big deal of trouble right now Mm -hmm. over that. A gun is a gun. Doesn't matter if it shoots you dead. If it has bullets in it, it's probably dangerous. Yeah. So, and they're not doing ballistic testing to see what kind of gun. I mean, this has been like an hour since he's been shot or a couple hours. Really weird. It doesn't matter what was used. It was who done it. That's what your concern should be. Yes. And one thing she did say uh, when she was uh, crying a little bit about Dan was that she didn't care who had done it. She just wanted Dan back which is also something kind of strange to say. That's kind of strange to say. Because you're not getting Dan back. So let's fucking find out who did this shit. <laughs> you yeah. know, hang on, whatever. I mean, it's your husband. So the detectives asked her if they could drive her home in her own car, which was a minivan. And she gladly obliged on. Did she, their... did she not have kids? No, she didn't have kids. And she drove a minivan. What a loser. 
<laughs> Sorry for all you guys that drive minivans that don't have <laughs> children. Gretchen's an asshole. I just, I, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> Listen, people love the minivans. Get yourself an orange Dodge Charger. It's fun. No reason to be driving a minivan. And if you have kids, it's perfectly acceptable. Okay. So there is a Lifetime movie about this. And in the Lifetime movie, which I have no idea how much of it is. I mean, there is some truth of it, but, but supposedly she was gifted the minivan, um, in the Lifetime movie. I could not find out if that was actually a true story. You know, they just, so maybe she was gifted the minivan. Maybe she just liked explain it. Maybe she just liked minivans. Who knows? So on the drive, they talked about Dan and she told the detectives that it was a pretty typical morning. Dan got up really early to let the chickens out. He left for work a little after seven and she stayed in bed and didn't leave the house all day. They questioned Nancy about if she had any guns in the house. And she said, yeah, we actually do. Her and Dan had purchased a gun Back in February at the gun show, she said she wasn't a gun person. She actually hated guns, so they never really touched the gun after they purchased it. Um, I guess she said they purchased it because there were school shootings and they were a little nervous. So she said once they got it, they just threw it in closet and it was ugly and she didn't like it. So the police were like, okay, well, can I have that gun? Yeah, we need to kind of see that gun. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, sure, here you go. Gladly handed it once they handed it over once they got to the house. And they dropped Nancy off and they were on their way. But the killing was clearly not a robbery, which is what Nancy had kind of suggested because Dan's wallet and money were all still there. Nancy's theory was it was a homeless person that came in and shot Dan. By the way, I don't think homeless people generally like carry guns, guns. like loaded guns. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's no. a thing. I mean, I'm sure there has been that situation, but I don't think it's typical yeah, and probably no. definitely not typical in Oregon. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even food wasn't taken. So like that theory is out the door. Yeah. There were no cameras at this school which is surprising for 2018. I would think you probably, I mean, you could get a damn ring camera for nothing. Really? Because I can't get mine hooked up. (laughs) Well, do you need me to help you? (laughs) It doesn't surprise me, by the way, because the camera for the YouTube situation. Oh, Lord, (laughs) that was like weeks. (sighs) Um, Okay, so... And by the way, we have a YouTube. Please go there. It's called Housewives of True Crime on YouTube. Please subscribe. We would love you if you uh, do that. Thank you. Um, so anyways, there's no cameras at the school, but there are cameras around the city. Like I said, you know, there it was right in downtown. So there's CCT cameras and other businesses have cameras. So police start pulling footage from those cameras to see if they could find anything out of the ordinary that morning. And sure as shit, they do. They see this particular van driving around the Culinary Institute from about 6.40 a.m. to 7.30 in the morning. And you know, 
there is not a lot of traffic that early on a Saturday morning. Nope. So this footage is quite unusual. The van makes U-turns, stops in places that there's nowhere for the person to like get out or anything that just like sits there for a little bit, drives up and down the street right by the school. And you know what? The van looked just like Nancy's van. But let's be honest. It's like a grayish gold minivan, like every other mom in America. Okay. Except for now, I would say there's a lot more SUVs and minivans, or maybe it's just where I live. I don't know. But my friend had a minivan. She thought it was the best thing. Listen, I have, I get the appeal. Those damn sliding doors on both sides. I'm telling you, if you have kids, I totally get it. I just. Don't get it if you don't. Okay. So this minivan had a very distinct scratch on the vehicle in a very distinct place. And that very distinct scratch matched a very distinct scratch on Nancy's van. So Miss Romance Novelist seemed to be in a bit of a bind. Like, why was Nancy driving around at 6.40 a.m. when she said she was at home in bed? Not long after the cops uncover this van detail, a newspaper in Oregon uncovers an essay that Miss Nancy published a few years back called How to Murder Your Husband. Nancy. (laughs) Yeah. Don't put that in writing. (laughs) Oh, yes. This lady actually. (laughs) The rule of murdering your husband is don't write about it. Right. Don't be Google searching it. Don't be writing it. No. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, the missing the missing mom, her husband, he just got arrested for murder and he was Google searching all kinds of shit. So on his yeah. kid's iPad, because I think he thought they wouldn't search that when an idiot. Anyways. So yes, this lady actually wrote about how to cur- how to murder your husband, which she says. Cruises were probably your best bet if you wanted to ditch your dude. And I would well, probably agree. agree. I agree. Yeah. A lot of murders happen on cruises. They cover that shit up because they don't want you to be afraid to go cruising. Yes. And it's in international waters. And that's kind of like who takes over. It's it's a it's not a bad place. If a little you tricky, though, because there's a lot of cameras on the boats. I know. So, so you got to do a little research. True. She also wrote how you had to be pretty methodical, which just you were saying, because. Okay. If you have to be so methodical, you dumb bitch. Why didn't you make it look like an actual robbery? All you had to do was take his wallet. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm beginning to see why your books didn't sell. Boo. Truth. Okay. She says you have to be pretty methodical because, you know, you are murdering for freedom. So you don't want to get your ass put in jail. Hmm. She also writes that orange is not really her color. So going to jail is not her thing. She writes about motives and that killing for money is probably number one. So could Nancy have really killed her husband after 25 years together? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on number 20 right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Nancy could. Nancy Brophy, I think, was not happy in her marriage. Dan wanted to stay put, grow shit, 
feet in hers and his bellies. And Nancy wanted to travel and retire somewhere exotic like Portugal. She wanted to travel to Europe and not farm for mushrooms. Mm. Nancy was bored, but beyond bored. Get a divorce. Well, guess what? I have a solution for you, Nancy. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, these two were broke, like really broke. behind in the mortgage broke and had credit card bills really, really high. They had talked about selling some or all of their land and house just to get out of the hole. But even if they did that, it wasn't going to fulfill her dreams of traveling and settling down in Portugal. Only fans. She's clearly (laughs) saucy. She's got the mind for it. She's creative with the romance novels. I'm not sure that Nancy would fit the bill for camp girl. I I don't want to hear it. There is a pot for every lid, (laughs) whatever. It doesn't matter what you have going on. As long as you could shake it and engage. She's 71. (laughs) Listen, there's a whole genre called (laughs) granny something. Okay. She could do that. All right. Well, remember I told you that Nancy sold insurance. Yeah. Well, Nancy sold it to herself in forms of life insurance for Dan, which was worth hundreds of thousands, if not upwards towards a million dollars if Dan died. So Nancy herself says in her essay that divorce is expensive, Gretchy. That's why you don't get divorced. Yeah. And you know what Nancy couldn't afford? What? Is expensive. Yeah but she could afford a cash payout on the policies of her life insurance. You know what else she could afford? That workers comp payment that she would get because Dan was killed at work. Comp. Which by the way, Nancy tried to collect just four days after Dan died. She went to the workers comp and tried to get it. You she should was, have I've, written a book about what not to do, Nancy. <laughs> I don't said, get uh, another thing is don't get anxious about the payout. Just be you gotta you gotta let that shit go for like a good month. At least okay? at least and be like, oh my god, I remember I have this. Well, <laughs> the workers comp you have to like actually go and like file it because I mean that's a whole nother thing. That's not even trying to collect her own life insurance policies. Yeah. She had to get something in writing from the police that said she wasn't a suspect to collect this um, workers comp. And that was like a big red flag. Yeah. Um, Another red flag was that the gun that Nancy actually gave them looked like it had been tampered with, like the slide and barrel had been replaced, which I didn't know until reading about this case is that if you replace the slide and barrel on a gun, it's like a new gun and you cannot relate the ballistics to it. Okay, well, now you're sounding smarter, Nancy, in regards to committing murder. This is true. Which I don't recommend, but I I, well, I like to hear a tip. She, she does a couple other things that are not so smart. Okay. The gun was, by the way, the gun was the same caliber as the gun that murdered Dan, but the slide and barrel wasn't even put on correctly, Okay. It was determined also that Nancy did, in fact, purchase an additional slide and barrel for that gun on eBay. Shut the F up. Yeah, which she immediately deleted her eBay account after her purchase. That's us. 
When asked where the slide and barrel was that she purchased on eBay, she said it was lost. Besides, the only reason she purchased that was because she was doing research for a novel she was writing about somebody that owned guns. Also, you don't have children. You have no excuse to lose anything. If I didn't have kids, everything would be like, I mean, I would get my label maker out and with this place would be organized. I wouldn't lose shit. <laughs> True. Okay. I'm, I'm in like a hellhole of losing jerseys right now. Like, I don't know where they go. My laundry does not go out of my house, but somehow the jerseys are lost. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So remember, she told the cops that she hated guns and never touched the gun after she bought it. So clearly she's liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Another thing she bought but never told the police was she actually bought a ghost gun kit, which is an untraceable gun. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. You build your own gun. And she said she bought that also for research purposes. And by the way, these things are not cheap. She spent like over like 1500 bucks on this stuff. She buy that ghost gun kit at the gun show. No, she bought it online. Okay. And... Do you think they sell ghost gun kits on? At I don't know. I mean, I just feel some kind of I'm sorry. Will you gun show people? I feel some kind of way about the gun show. Oh, well, I just I'm like I'm into a lot of background checks and everything. But you, like, I don't think you can just you should just be able to go somewhere and just buy an effing gun. Well, I, her her son, her stepson got on the um, witness stand and I think they do do the background checks and all that stuff, but I'm not sure. I mean, I could be wrong. He owned guns too. And they were asking him if they did background checks and all the stuff. And he said, yes, but obviously for a ghost gun, it's, that's a shady thing, right? Like that's, there's no, no trace on the gun. There is no serial number. It's, but you got to put it, you got to put that shit together. And guess what? It's not easy to put together. Um, so when Nancy actually couldn't build it, I think that's when she figured out that, she could do the same thing by switching the slide and barrel and she didn't have to put the ghost gun together. So she just packed that ghost gun away and put it in a box of scarves and moved it to her storage. Another crazy thing was that Nancy was paying almost a thousand dollars a month on those life insurance policies, but she couldn't even pay her mortgage. I mean, she had to prioritize, right? She had to have been doing a lot of lying. Yeah. Right. I know like how, how come, I mean, cause he's the one making all the money. I mean, she's making some money, but she's probably maybe doing the finances. So yeah. he, he probably doesn't even know how much in debt they are, but Nancy was right in her essay on how to murder your husband. She said you needed to plan. And I think Nancy was planning for a couple years. You know, I mentioned earlier, they got married in 1999, but you know what? They didn't actually file legal paperwork until 2016, just two years before she killed Dan. She also purchased that ghost gun on Christmas Eve 2017 when Dan's family was at her house celebrating Christmas. I have no comment on that. And and then... The actual gun that killed Dan, they purchased or she purchased uh, with cash in February 2018, just months before Dan was murdered. She paid on those insurance policies. She learned Dan's schedule 
And actually just three weeks before Dan was murdered, she just showed up at Dan's work at 730 in the morning. She was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I was just in the city visiting a client. And Dan was like, well, that's weird. Like you've never done that before. And she was like, oh, but it's easier to go to the bathroom here than McDonald's. But if you ask me, I think it was a dry run. Yeah. And Nancy, you wait, you paid those policies in advance. You bought the gun in advance and then you could only wait four days to file. Yeah, I know. I know. Cause it's like, we're, I mean, she really did. I think work on this a for a while. lot of foreplay for, you know, quick ejaculation, ejaculation <laughs> when it came down to the real thing. Prosecutors thought she was, you know, she did this dry run looking for cameras and to see if anyone was there at the time. And she really was just trying to plot how she would do it. When Nancy saw that Dan had the big live fire day on a Saturday, she knew he would be getting to work early, be the only one there. And it was her time to finally make the move. She circled the streets waiting for Dan to get to work. He was a little bit later than she thought that he was going to be. When he got to work and opened those that garage door, she snuck in that garage door and shot Dan and walked out. She then, by the way, sped home, which you see on surveillance camera, kind of her speeding away. Yeah. And she gets home around eight o'clock and goes door to door to her neighbor's house saying that her dogs got out. She seemed real frantic. Her neighbor said that her dogs were missing, but no dogs were ever seen. But it's a damn good alibi, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm wondering, listen, just because I rented the car today. Could you get one of those like prepaid? You have to give them a credit card. Could you get like a prepaid visa or something? I don't think you can. Because I think they need the name on the credit card to match the driver's, driver's, driver's license. Yeah. But had, but listen, had she rented a car, even if she rented it, like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have linked her. It was that that distinct mark on the van because really how do they know Nancy's driving that van? They don't. I told you that van was trouble. Nancy Brophy had a plan, but girlfriend didn't realize these cameras were picking up the van. And like I said, I mean, it doesn't actually mean that she's driving the van. Maybe somebody stole the van from her house. She doesn't know that. Right. And maybe the gun wasn't actually the gun. It, you know, I mean, they couldn't find the other slide and barrel. All this is very circumstantial. Okay. But Nancy and her true narcissistic self, in my opinion, was her own demise when she got up on the stand to defend herself. And it was a train wreck. Yeah, not smart, Nancy. If you want to watch it on YouTube, you can. It is, it's disastrous. I think that this is what, what made Nancy go down is herself. The case actually was running at the same time as Amber Heard's case. So Nancy's fame, once again, was overshadowed. Oh, because I was in it to win it. With I Amber know. So was everybody else. But it's funny because most people before the verdict was read kind of think that Nancy was going to get off. And they also thought that Nancy maybe did this because she never got fame like she wanted with all these books, you know? 
Yeah, she's one of those. And Dan was kind of more famous than her in the town and with his work. And everybody, lo- everybody, people love foodies, but they love them even more in Portland. <laughs> True. Yeah. On the stand, Nancy couldn't keep her lies straight. She, which by the way, she actually admitted that in her essay. She was like, I'm not, I'm not a good liar. Can't keep, you got to keep them straight. Uh, she said she hated guns and she said she didn't handle the gun. And then she send, said she handled a lot for her research. She told the police she was home. But then she said, actually, I don't remember anything. I had uh, amnesia, displacement amnesia or something because she said it was so much trauma. But then she said she was at Starbucks that morning. And that's why she was in downtown Portland, which is 30 minutes away. When, when don't you go to Starbucks closer to your house? There's a coffee place on every block yeah. in Portland. Yeah. It's like Seattle. Yeah. So the prosecution really does a good job at questioning her. And then they go, well, but you said this earlier. Like, why would you say that if this is what actually happened? I mean, she really dug herself a grave getting on the stand. So I think if you, it is, it's a, one of those things, like definitely don't take the stand if you did it. Right. If you didn't do it, it still is a fine line because you've got to have your story. So you have to know exactly what you are doing and you cannot be persuaded otherwise. Well, the truth never changes is what they say. Yes. And the key is to testify. And let's say you didn't do it. If you don't remember, don't F yourself by saying you do. I know. Just say, I'm not, I'm not clear about that. Everybody can understand. A jury can understand that like things happen really fast or whatever. Yeah. But just don't, don't make shit up. Don't make shit up. Don't, you know, like we all do that in, you know, what, what is that word? Exacerbate or, you know, yeah. Embellish embellish a story. Like you're not even really conscious you're doing it. You're just like, oh, it must've happened this way. Yeah. You're testifying. You have to be clear about everything. Yeah, it's true. In case you get accused of murder and you you didn't do it. Yes. PSA. So the jury clearly wasn't by what she was selling. And even though they actually never, by the way, they never got to know about that essay that she wrote. The judge did not admit any of that to be shared in court, but it didn't matter because Nancy Crampton Brophy was found guilty of murder in the second degree and sentenced to life in prison with parole at 25 years. Um, She was sentenced June of 2022. So just about six months ago. And she was 71 years old at the time. So I'm pretty sure she's going to be spending the rest of her life in orange so she better start liking that color. Yeah, greedy bitch. I bet you miss those snacks in the in the in you the know, tub. Bath. Yeah, <laughs> but she still has somebody cooking for her. Yeah, but it's not good. No, it's not good. Okay, I also want to end with Dan's son's victim impact speech. Um, he had to endure this trial. He also got on the stand and had like, you know, it's just, it's so long. They ask fucking shit ton of questions. He had to lose his father and the grandfather to his children. 
And when it came time for him to speak, uh, he did it so well and impactful that I thought it was like very powerful. And so I want you guys all to hear it. And so I'm just going to leave our podcast at the end with it's about, I don't know, two or three minutes of him just talking uh, to Nancy at the end of the trial. So anyways, if you guys have not rated and reviewed us, please do so and follow us on all the social media platforms, including YouTube. If you want more, subscribe to our bonus content on Apple or go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And that's it. Okay. Clink, clink, clink. clink. The years of deceit have spanned decades from learning that your solution to my father being married to my mother was I can fix that to years of payroll and tax fraud that you waged on your employees. You've always thought you were one step ahead. Your largest financial contribution in the latter years was sending my father off to work an extra job so you could continue to pretend to be an author. My father possessed more knowledge, depth, accomplishments, recognition, and joy in life than a person as shallow and self-serving as yourself are capable of. Instead of rising to the occasion, facing life's challenges head on and contributing in a meaningful way, you opted to lie, steal, cheat, defraud, and ultimately kill the man that was, for some reason still unbeknownst to me, your biggest fan. You executed my father in an act of cold-blooded, premeditated murder. The man that did everything for you. Cooked your meals, washed your clothes, accepted your sedentary nature, supported your failed endeavors, and brought you into the warm embrace of our family. Your repayment for decades of dedication, trust, and love. The plot his murder on Christmas Eve, while in the presence of his parents and grandchildren. The pain you have delivered to us is immeasurable. Your theft of a parent and grandfather, for such selfish reasons, is unforgivable. You were, to borrow from your catalog, the wrong wife. Lying at the bottom of a river, or buried in the earth somewhere, is the instrument you use to destroy lives. Not only the life of the man that loved you unconditionally, but those of my grandparents, that offered you acceptance and support, of my wife that took solace in knowing there was family on this side of the country to help support our growing family. Of my eldest daughter, who was beguiled by your feigned displays of nurturing. Of the son my wife was five months pregnant with on the day he was murdered. Who would have surely been my father's greatest admirer. And our youngest child who will ever, never even know your name. You are a monster, and I am ashamed that I have to admit to my children that people like you walk amongst us, undetected, until the moment best serves to let narcissistic personality traits devolve into those of a full-blown sociopath, unburdened by morality, empathy, compassion, and decency, you chose to extinguish the life of someone capable of giving all of those things to the many people that surrounded him. You lived in the shadow of a great human being. Instead of acknowledging your shortcomings and redirecting your delusions of grandeur, you chose to deprive this world of a teacher, a father, a grandparent, 
and someone who served as an inspiration to the countless lives he touched. I would suggest you be ashamed of your actions, but that would presuppose you possess the ability to think of anyone besides yourself. In the words of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, there's no greater misfortune than dying alone. Yet for you, Nancy, I can't imagine a more fitting end to this tragedy. Thank you, Your Honor.